welcome back to Burn with Frank well, and Sherelle. Yeah. No. No. Ben and Mallory. Keep introducing it. You're doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> this week, things will happen. Really? Is that what will happen? It's another episode of the show um, that comes out and we have a cat climbing around and doing stuff and everything. Um, but I I wanted to, to ask you actually at the beginning of this episode just quickly um, about money because it's our, our funnest topic, is it? What's harder, losing weight or saving money? Shut up. No, it's, it's not actually meant to be a mean question. I'm legitimately asking you the saving question. Saving money probably. Saving money probably. Now, um, you, you just had a conversation with me all of like 15 minutes ago saying that you wanted to go to Samoa because... Uh, we know people going to Samoa. How much is costing going to go to Samoa? How much is that going to cost us? $1,200. And what are, what are we saving for in the space of the next 12 or so months? Our wedding. Now, what's more important? Our wedding. <laughs> the fact you had to think about that is, is quite um, quite sad. Um, but I don't actually know where I was going to go with this. But, I mean, money-wise, we spent $10 today on Two pizza bases. Now, explain to our listener about these pizza bases. They are good for our diet. A bit more explanation? Because we're on a diet. They're keto bases, basically. And they're expensive. I think we did all, we do all right when it comes to making our, our own bases, though, don't you? I do, too. I just thought that we should try them, and so did you. Well, you know, I did, and I was looking forward to nachos tonight, but now apparently we're having, um, you know, thingy mabiggies, thingy pizza. mabiggies, pizzas. What's your favourite food on this diet? I feel like we talk about this every week, but um, you've now lost more than 10 kilos. I have. So congratulations. What's your favourite food on this diet? Broccoli. Broccoli. Uh, what's your least favourite food on this diet? Eggs. But you, you didn't eat eggs beforehand, so I feel like that doesn't count. Like, what's something like, are you getting sick of cheese? Are you oh, getting... I'm getting so sick of just like creamy Really? things. I am not I in am. the slightest. See, you can, if I have creamy chicken, like stuffed chicken, you can maybe have that broccoli thing that was on that post today, which looked disgusting. How can you get sick of creamy things? I don't know. I just am. What do you, what's the one food you miss? All the food, chocolate. You can eat chocolate. Um, <laughs> we have chocolate in the fridge. Hash browns, potatoes, 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 potatoes. Yes, potatoes. Are <laughs> you Irish? Potatoes, tiddly dear potatoes. You sure you want to say that one more time? Potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> and one more time. What, what, potatoes. What, anything particular? Potatoes, potato chips, mashed potatoes, potato All of hash the browns, above, every single one. Potato fritters, potatoes. Cakes, potato cakes, All of potato them. cakes, potato, potato, potato flavored potato. What about like Deb? What about like the mashed potato Deb stuff that you pour water to? Potato Deb, Deb potato? No, just potatoes, potatoes, <laughs> potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. What's your favorite potato? <laughs> I like red potatoes actually. Really? Potato salad. Mm. Uh, but I like the chicken salad. You do better than potato salad. I like the brown potatoes with the poo on them. Like the well, not the poo, but like the the um, they look like poos. Like the the skin stuff on it is dirty, so it looks like a poo. Don't tell me a potato doesn't look like a poo when you see a poo. A po- you don't see a poo. You see a potato. You know what I'm trying to say. You know the potatoes, right? If you've got a potato and it's brown and you haven't washed it, right? Don't tell me that doesn't look like a poo. But it does. 
Um, moving on. Potatoes, potatoes. To our next segment. Potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> another time of the episode, another part of the episode that makes more sense, where we play classic Days of Our Pies, still in Season 1, Episode 9. We're getting very much to the pointy end. How is it all going to play out in Ramsey Bay? I don't know. How about we find out? Previously on Days of Our Pies. Oh, wait, Lisa. Before you go... There's something I have to say. Sure, Joan Howard. What is it? I'm your father. We have received intelligence reports that an attack on Australia and other parts of the world is imminent. And the attack on Australia is to happen right here in Ramsey Bay. Who? Who then? Tell me. It's the aliens, Doctor. The aliens from space. Who are under arrest for the shooting of my good friend Rob Balasura and his illegitimate son Bella Muslibar. Please, please don't shoot me. I surrender. Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to take these guys downtown, so you're going to have to wait here while I do that. That's okay, Frank. Understand. But before you do, one thing I have to do. Oh my gosh, he's going down. This was for me, Bella, you bet. Like pastry in the oven. These are the days of our pies. I'm Lisa Jones, and these are the days of our pies. After yet another dramatic episode ending, Ramsey Bay was left to pick up the pieces of a devastating situation. Roy Bollasiru had taken out a gun and fired shots at former Prime Minister John Howard, as well as newest town resident and recently discovered long-lost daughter of Howard, Lisa Muffin, who was responsible for killing his illegitimate son, Billy Muslibar. Roy, Roy, you crazy SOB, drop the gun and put down your hands. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I had to avenge me Billy, me poor, darling Billy. That evil witch killed him. I know, Roy, I really do, but I need you to put down the gun and come with me, my friend. Roy puts down the gun and walks over to Frank, who handcuffs him. Meanwhile, general store owner George Pyman and his wife Jennifer rush over to John Howard and Lisa Muffin, who are both lying on the ground. Ah, Jennifer, why did Roy do such a horrible thing? Why must people keep getting shot? And why, oh, why did I have to wear white pants that are quite clearly going to get covered in blood now? God shut the hell And I'm I'm sorry, sweetie. John Howard! John Howard, can you hear me? Oh, I'm hit. Oh, I'm shot. Oh, the pain. Oh, the pain. Calm down, your excellency. You're going to be all right. I watch ER all the time. I know a thing or two about medical stuff. Oh, it's too late for me. But, but Lisa, my lovely, sweet, bubbly peach head. Is she okay? Jennifer! Ah, oh, Jennifer, is she okay? <laughs> no, no, she's dead! Oh, no! Melissa! You killed her! How could you? Cause she killed me, Billy! We're even now! Uh, how dare you? You will have your. Time. John Howard! John Howard! Oh my god, he's dead! Are you happy now, Roy? You just killed two innocent people, one of whom was a fine-looking specimen, and was our only lead to finding this evil doctor man. I don't care! I will happily go to jail forever for avenging my belly! 
Well, right now you're staying with us until we find this doctor person. I don't trust you to be in anyone's hands but mine at the moment. I really don't know who to trust right now. George, Jennifer, come with me. We will continue the hunt. Meanwhile, on the outskirts of town, Doctor was being briefed by Agent Schwinkter and Prime Minister Kevin Rudd as to how he could stop the impending alien attack. So, with your knowledge and expertise, you can easily destroy them. They aren't that hard to kill with a bit of brute force and brains that only you have. And with the right old bollocking, we'll send A.T. Packham back to whatever intergalactic hole in the ground he comes from. If you say so, I just don't know if I can do this. I feel as though the weight of the whole country is on my shoulders. Well, it pretty much is, old chap. So no pressure, eh? Oh, no, not at all. But what are we meant to do for three days while we wait? Well, I'm not sure about you, but I've got a big craving for crepes. So why don't we head into the city and grab a bite to eat? Kevin Rudd, Agent Swinkter and Doctor all jump into a car and start driving back towards Ramsey Bay. And in doing so, they cross paths with the car being driven by town policeman Frank Cakeman with George Pyman in the back seat recognising the driver. Oh, my God, that's him. That's the Doctor in the car with Kevin Rudd. The sticky sausages... Hang on, everybody. Let me show you how real police work. Frank successfully ran the car off the road and quickly runs towards it with his gun pointing at the door, which he swiftly opens. Hold it right there, you three! You're all under arrest! Kevin Rudd and Agent Sphincter get out of the car with their hands up while Doctor slowly gets out before revealing his face to Frank, who he clearly knows. Hello, Frank. I see you're still the policeman here. Oh my gosh, Barry? Barry, is that you? That's right. It's me, Frank. Your brother. Is Barry really Frank's brother? How on earth did he go unnoticed in the town for so long? Will Roy be sent to jail for the murder of Lisa Muffin and John Howard? And what the hell do the aliens look like when they arrive? Find out next time on Days of Pies. Drama-rama, that's all I can say. Well, each week we have some form of quiz. <laughs> Why are you rolling your eyes at me? You told me this wasn't going to take that long. Why are you even a co-host on this show? Every single week we come to record and you complain, and then I give you an out every week. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. And you're like, no, I want to do it. So which is it? You didn't tell me I could not do it this I week. I have told... Well, I don't mean just this week. I mean in general. It's not just a week-to-week okay, thing. Okay, quiz me. It. Go. What's All the right. quiz? Uh, I, I quizzed you on the prequels before, and you watched uh, Star Wars A New Hope the other day. So now I'm going to quote... I'm going to quiz you on Star Wars A New Hope. All right? Okay. You ready for this? Yep. Are you sure? Yep. Grumpy? Yep. All right. Question number one. Before every Star Wars movie begins, George Lucas generously, generously apparently, provides a short prologue to update viewers on the events of the Star Wars galaxy. Who is the only main character mentioned in the rolling... Leia. Princess Leia? Yep. Um, I mean, you are, cor- well, you are correct, but it doesn't give me the correct answer straight away, but I know that is correct. The opening <laughs> sequence of the three... Of the original Star Wars films features a riveting battle between an Imperial Star Destroyer and a small freighter carrying Princess Leia. Aboard this freighter are R2-D2 and C-3PO. When we first see them, the two droids, who is accompanying them? A. No one. B. Another droid that looks similar to C-3PO. C. Princess Leia. D. Another droid that looks similar to R2-D2. I think Leia again. Uh, Do you want to try again? No. Can you read the... uh, I'm basically telling you you're wrong, so you should say it again. Can you read the options again? No one. Another droid that looks similar to C-3PO. Are you, are you 100% sure? Am I still wrong? It's another, another droid that looks droid similar that... to C3PO, oh. but I'll, I'll put no one to see, you know. Who is the first character to utter any kind of speech in the movie? Is it C3PO, Princess Leia, R2D2, or Darth Vader? 
I'm going to go with C-3PO. Correct. Okay. Uh, in the last attempt to save stolen rebel plans to the Death Star, Princess Leia downloads them into R2-D2's memory banks. R2 and C-3PO are then able to depart the freighter when they are using on an escape pod. Why isn't their escape pod destroyed? Because they do a scan of it and they think that there's no living things on it. Uh, well, the, yeah, Imperial troops hold their fire as there are no life forms aboard. Yep, okay, I correct that. You correct? Yep, they basically could have stopped all of Star Wars from happening right there, but cool. Uh, the lovely Princess Leia is unfortunately captured very early on in the film by the tyrannical Darth Vader, who claims her correctly to be a spy. Princess Leia denies this accusation, suggesting that she's a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to which planet? Tatooine, Alderaan, Hoth, or Dagobah? It's not Alderaan because she's coming from Alderaan. Are you sure about oh, that Oh, dang one? it, it's Alderaan. Correct. Because they blow it up. R2-D2 and C-3PO land on the planet Tatooine. Which of these would be the best way to describe the climate of the planet? So far... Sandy. <laughs> uh, well, the options are cold and icy, dry, dry desert. Because <laughs> it's... Why, why is it sandy? What's wrong with that sand on that planet? It's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. Irritating and gets oh, everywhere. irritating. C-3PO has a... Is that a penchant? Penchant? Pen, penchant? Pen, pennant? Pennant for name calling when it comes to conversations with little buddy R2-D2. During an argument, just preceding their breakup after landing on Tatooine, C-3PO refuse, refers to R2-D2 by which of the following cruel phrases? Nearsighted scrap pile, round-headed galactic trash heap, undersized rust bucket, pile of completely uncouth nuts and bolt. Bolts. I'm pretty sure I know this. Yeah. I think it's the second Yeah, I think one? it is too. Round-headed galactic trash heap. Yeah, I think. Or is it near-sighted scrap pile? It's one of those two. But anyway, I'll go to the second one for you. Uh, as far as the viewer is able to observe, which of the two droids is forcibly taken by the Jawas? Is it R2-D2? As far as the viewer is able to observe, which of the two droids is forcibly taken by the Jawas? Is it R2-D2? Both are forcibly taken. C-3PO? Neither is forcibly taken. So that's a technicality one there, because I... mm, I mean, yeah. It's one of two answers here. It's either R2-D2 or C-3PO. Well... Because I want to say both, but now I'm scared that I'm wrong. Well, I would say R2-D2 or both, because R2-D2 definitely is... C-3PO is the one who's asking for help, but then he's kind of on the thing later on, so... It's probably R2-D2. We never see him forcibly being taken, so I would just say R2-D2 as well, but although technically you could argue that they both are. Um, The Jawas make their way to the humble abode of Owen Lars and Beru, White Sun, aunt and uncle of one Luke Skywalker. The intention of the Jawas is to sell several droids to this humble little family. Most importantly, it seems, is they purchase a translator who speaks which language? Is it Hatiz? Bocce, Bothan, or real? I don't know. I'll say it again. Is it Hatiz, Bocce, Bothan, or real? Bocce. Correct. And the final question, R2-D2 is among the initial two choices made by Owen last for purchase. No. True or false? All right. Submit my answers. Let's have a look here. You did Target, delivering the best in furniture. 27 years. Oh, no, wait. Uh, Lay, you got correct. Uh, yeah, you got the second one wrong. You got C-3PO, correct. You got Imperial, hold their fire, correct. Alderaan, correct. Dry Desert, correct. Uh, it was near-sided scrap pile. 
I knew it was one of the two. R2-D2. Oh, so okay, it was R2-D2's only. So their, their explanation is, C-3PO locates Jarvis first. So far as the viewers are aware, he volunteers to come into their custody. Okay, fair enough. Um, eight out of ten. How do you feel about that? Pretty good. Considering that you didn't really know much beforehand. So, you know, good job? Yep. All right. We'll have another one for you next week? Yep. Cool. Always a pleasure to welcome our next guest to the program, the main man himself, Samuel McCrosson. Samuel, welcome back to The Brink. Oh, hello, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. You're, you're the man with the, the flannelette pajam. Um, are, are they actually pajamas or is it just a, is it just a shirt? Uh, no, no, these aren't pajamas. These are, these are daytime flannelettes. All right. Oh, I, um, I went and bought three. So I bought a, a sort of a West Coast um, coloured one. <laughs> so like blue, dark blue, white, and yellow. Yep. Um, I've got a green one and a red one as well. Right. So yeah, green for go, red for stop, and yellow for maybe. Where? So where did you get these from? Is this a Kmart purchase, a Big W purchase, or you know maybe somewhere else? A uh, Big W. These ones. Yeah, it's a Big W. I think. Uh, they're about ten dollars each. Not bad, you know. Might, might have been might have been like eight dollars each, mm. which is pretty good, you know. When you can kit yourself out, you know, for all winter for like twenty four dollars. Yep, it's a pretty good value. I don't know pretty how good. I am in missing Big W. Big, we've got a place over here called the Warehouse, which I like to call New Zealand's Big W. Um, I mean, they do have Kmart over here, but we are we are don't have one in Invercargill. We're getting one, but when Mallory and I were in Queenstown last week. We went very crazy in Kmart because they had the clearance. And uh, I'll tell you the example of the bargain I got. I got two jackets and a vest for $17. That's good. Very good. That's good. Good quality too. They're, good. Not, they're not like, you know, these ugly sort of, you know, crappy looking jackets. Like one's a pretty decent size, thick winter jacket, sort of a puffery type vest. And the other one's kind of almost like a dressy casual kind of raincoat style of a jacket for you know seventeen dollars for all three so you can't go wrong with that prices you'll be you'll be fighting the ladies off with a stick absolutely that's that's my goal um and is, is the west coast yeah. colors um just jumping on the west coast train um at the time of recording this i will say that uh, we don't know the result of west coast geelong uh at the time of this being released we will know the result of that so to cover our butts what a win by geelong and what a win by west coast uh, you're not a confident cat. I'm pretty sure we'll be saying what a win by West Coast. I, I, as you know, Ben, I, I watch all the Geelong games, and so I know the team pretty well, and I know that they're not good enough. They're just not good enough. So mm. West Coast will win tomorrow night. Yep, I'm convinced of that, and um, they will be back at the MCG the following week to play the Toigs. The Toigs. The Tigers. One of the games of the year this year, wasn't it? Richmond and West Coast at the MCG a few weeks back. So it's... Well, it's, it's probably the best game this year, I reckon. Well, it's very interesting kind of how the finals have gone this year because I, I believe it's the first time the first the top two teams have lost in a final series since, like, 1928 because first Geelong lost and second Brisbane lost. So I think that was an interesting record. But, you know, you, you got a sniff here at West Coast. Um, you know, potentially probably should have been in the top four had they not had that pretty shitty loss to Hawthorne. But, um, yeah, how would you rate their chances up against the Toigs? Do you, do you think they can do it? Do you think they can go back-to-back? Back? No, I don't think they can go back-to-back, back, Benjamin. I think that... 
the Tigers will clean them up, I reckon. Right. Yeah, that's what I think will happen. Yeah, I think Richmond are a better team than they were last year. Wow. Even though they won a lot of lost a lot of early games, sorry. Well, yep. What what about the what about the Maggies then? Um they'll play either the Giants or the Lions. Uh and a lot of people I think are giving a bit of a sniff about the Giants, thinking they're finding their their straps. Uh, I, I personally would like to see the Lions get up and win, and um, you know, obviously then beat the the, the Magpies. But uh, don't know if that's going to happen at the MCG, though. Well, Ben, what I would say to that is that uh, those people who think that West, uh, sorry, GWS um, uh, are a chance of um, beating Brisbane and then being going on and beating Collingwood, I would say that um, those people have a strong correlation with. Uh, Recreational drug use. <laughs> you, you say it in such a polite manner. Uh, <laughs> uh, fair point. Fair point. Um, I actually have a question just just on Geelong while we're talking about this. Um, a lot of Ooh. people seem to be a bit uh, questioning the fact that Geelong don't get to play down at a uh, skilled GmbH. Cadinia Park, whatever on earth it's called this week. Uh, as a big yeah. Cats man, what's your viewpoint on this? Oh, well, Ben, as a big Cats man, um, well, I don't give a stuff, actually. <laughs> <where they play. laughs> it doesn't matter. They can play in Bendigo and it's still not going to change the way they play then. They, they could play at... Uh, KG five then, and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> I see. I, I'm I'm um, fascinated that you think that because I mean I'm not a cats man, but I, I I'm one of these people that think it's not fair that they don't get to play at Geelong. I mean they they that is their home ground. I mean I understand the logic. You play Geelong Collingwood at the MCG, you're going to get ninety two thousand people. Fair enough, but I mean West Coast. I mean they're maybe only going to get. 50,000, 60,000 there. I mean, what's the point of Geelong having this fancy stadium that they paid all this money for if they're going to be forced to play a couple of hours up the road? Well, I don't know, Ben. I, I, I said a second ago that I didn't care, but... <laughs> but... But this AFL corruption. Yeah, AFL corruption. That's what it is. They're, um, you know, they're too focused on giving statues to people who got a photo taken of them and got abused online and they're considered a trailblazer, right? Like, that's that's what they're focused on. That's right. That's right, Ben. Yeah. Crazy times. Crazy. Very crazy. I mean, who's your pick? Who's going to win the grand final? Who's going to be premiers in 2019? Uh, At this point in time, I would put my money on the toys. The toys. The toys. It's still a fascinating world, isn't it, to think that we could be... uh, Ending this decade with Richmond winning two of the last three grand finals. Four years ago, that's unheard of. And here we are. I know. I know. Richmond losing is just ingrained (laughs) in everyone who's been born since 1980. Yep. They just lose a couple. You know the stat I used to love? It was up until, what, three years ago. um, the, The stat was since 1980... Fitzroy have won more finals than Richmond. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't use that one anymore. I used I to love it. Yeah. It's it's sad. Um, I, I see. I'm hoping this trend will like be a thing that you know. Obviously, people are so used to Carlton losing now that you know in you know a few years' time, it will be back to the normal capacity of what you think will happen with Carlton. Um, you know, just mm. just fingers crossed. In Teague, we trust. I love my man Teague. Great guy. Uh, yeah. I think I think. Um, 
think Carlton's prospects are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a good list. I, I like it. I, I do. Start going up. Yep. They're going up. Going up soon. Jump on the Teague train, yeah. Sam. Jump on the Teague train. Uh, that Scott train's oh, running out of steam. So, you know, get in the Teague train. Yeah. I remember when he used to play. Yeah. Teague. Teague. Yeah. Good man, Teague. Yeah. Um, switching focus, F1. Um, my man, Leclerc, has uh, got a couple of wins Ooh. under his belt. Good for him. Uh, great result in uh, Monza on the weekend. I know you would have relished that to see a Ferrari winning in Monza, your favourite thing in the world. But, um, yes, I mean, this is a foregone conclusion. We're just we're just waiting for the, the official coronation of Lewis Hamilton winning again, aren't we? I mean, it's kind of... You know, it's great to see Leclerc win a couple of races, but uh, just just win it already, Lewis. Just let's move on to 2020 already. Oh, I know. I know. It's a bit like that. All the damage was done in the first, you know, 10 races of the year. And I think we're pretty much just riding our time now. But oh, it looks like it could get a little bit interesting towards the, the, the back end of the year. Hmm. Um, Leclerc has obviously won the last two. I, I still, I reckon Vettel will win a Grand Prix this year. I just, I do too. I reckon he will. By the way, yep. I reckon he will. Uh, I reckon Verstappen will win more races this year. I reckon he might win another couple. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so hopefully my man Bottas doesn't win any. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Valtteri. Poor Valtteri. He's just so boring, though. I like Valtteri. You know like, I I, I, yeah. I, feel for the guy. I tell you what, I think, um, I agree with you. I think Seb will win. I, I, I will almost put some money on him winning um, Singapore. Uh, he, he's pretty handy around uh, Marina Bay. He is. He is pretty Singapore. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Max, Max, I'd agree. I think Mexico, put bank on Mexico, Brazil, two circuits that Max does very well at. Um, Seb's also pretty handy around Japan, but I'm not sure if that's, um, you know... How that will play for Ferrari that circuit, but um, I mean you're going to be there next weekend. You 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 could be cheering on my oh, man no. Seb. I know, I know. It's going to be so exciting, Ben. Um, yeah, I can't can't wait, can't wait. It's just surreal being there. I, I think it's the, the most spectacular Grand Prix I reckon to go through. It's just lit, everything's lit up like a Christmas tree, and you got the the racing, and then as soon as the racing finishes, the rock concert starts, and you just sort of. It's the place that you just stand there and just can't believe you're there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you, was that 2015 you were there? That was when Seb won for Ferrari. That You were the when he won for Ferrari, weren't you? It did, yes. He finished first. Ricardo finished second. Uh, and um, so I've seen Ricardo on the podium. Uh, I think I've seen him on the podium three times, I think. And that was the first of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think he finished on the podium in Malaysia 26. 17 and then Japan 2017 from memory. Um, Possibly. So it might be three or more. I can't remember. That's a good but, point because um, we yes, never. Oh no, we didn't see Weber win. We saw him on the podium in Malaysia, of course. He should have won that race, uh, 2013. But yeah. um, that was the only time we saw Weber on the podium, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. And um, yeah, unfortunately, it should have been a win, but it wasn't. Um, but um, but yeah, that 2015 race that that was the one where there was a, um, Hulkenberg ran into Massa, mm-hmm. hit the wall, the safety car race got going again, and then there was dude on the track. That's, remember that? I, I messaged track. you watching that race. I remember messaging you going, "Get off the track, Sam! Like, what are you doing?" Because oh. I remember that one. That was my first inkling. I'm like, "God, Sam's running on the track. What's he doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that one. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, were you near that? Did you see him on the track? Um, no, I wasn't near that. I was in the Bay Grandstand. Ah. So I was in the Grandstand where they drive underneath. Yeah, right. So I was around there, sat there for the whole race. But, um, but there's also some good music on on Ben. Mm-hmm. Muse. Uh, like 2015, when I saw Pharrell Williams. Um, there was Bon Jovi mm-hmm. and Maroon Five. Mm-hmm. And this time there is going to be um, Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. There's going to be Texas. You know the band Texas. Yes, they. Yes, yeah. I do. Um, what's their song? I do know who they are, but they've got a song, don't they? Like that they're best known for, right? They do. They do have a. I'll, I'll, I'll find it for you in a second. You will. Yep. Yep. Um, I will. Um, and. Who else is playing? There is Muse. Yes. Your your men. Yes. Muse. And um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good and one. Fat Boy Slim. Oh. Your man, Fat Boy Slim. It's that's a great lineup. Like that is a, a fantastic lineup. Uh, I'm I'm very jealous. The only the only other time I've ever been to a Grand Prix where they've had something like that the the US Grand Prix. The year I went, they started doing the free concert on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And the Saturday, I think, was the weekend, maybe. I can't remember. But I didn't get. I didn't go on the Saturday. I only went to the race at the US because I basically landed in Texas on the Saturday. So, I didn't end up getting a ticket to go there. But Sunday was um, a free Taylor Swift Speaking concert. Of Texas, can you hear that? I can. It's... Um, not sure if I can make out what the song is, though. It's in a smile, Ben. In a smile. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to listen to it. I believe it. But um, yeah, no, we. I got stuck with uh, a free Taylor Swift concert, and um, even if it's free, I'm not going to see Taylor Swift. So I did not attend that concert. Uh, the year after, they had Britney Spears, I believe, and the year after that, they had Justin Timberlake. So I was very disappointed that I didn't get the two good concerts two years in a row afterwards. Ah, I got stuck with yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah, so... Yeah, Timberlake would have been good. Mm. They Remember Australia used to do it? We had, what, Kiss and then The Who um, kind of... That's right, yeah. We mm. had Little Birdie once. Mm. Not great, but okay. Living okay. End, I think. Evermore once, that was pretty Yeah, good. Evermore. Evermore, yep, yep. yep. That's um, actually um, just a quick ooh. side note on kind of back to the AFL thing. Uh, I mean, is this the worst, most boring year we've ever seen for pre-match entertainment? I mean, look, I, Paul Kelly's got a couple of good songs, but, I mean, really? Are we headlining Paul Kelly as an act with the AFL Grand Final? You know what? You know what I reckon they should do, which I reckon would be absolutely brilliant. I reckon it would bring the house down if they did this, if they got this artist. I reckon they should, and no no word of a lie, I think it would be absolutely brilliant if they got Meatloaf back. <laughs> Get him back. Get him back. Get him back to do it properly. I look. I, I would say that. Do if you do it properly, Meatloaf is pretty great. But um, yeah, no. I I would definitely want to see him do it properly. <laughs> but how good would that be? D- don't you reckon? Yeah. No. Imagine the build up to that. Yep. The AFL Grand Final. If everyone knew that Meatloaf was going to do the pre-match entertainment. Yep. Yep. Well, maybe, up what he did eight years ago. Maybe they are trolling us. Maybe like Paul Kelly. Everyone, Paul Kelly. Oh, wait, no, he's not available. Everyone, meatloaf. And he pops out. Yeah. Like, imagine. <laughs> like a bad out like, of hell. What innovation. That would be great. It would be fantastic. That would be, that, would be, that would be serious thinking out of the box, don't you reckon? The AFL has a problem, I think, with uh, their... I mean, 
the, the Killers were fantastic a couple of years ago. Uh, I remember Brian Adams was pretty decent uh, a couple of years before that. Uh, the year I went, I got to see Sting, uh, The Living End, and um, oh, that Riptide guy, uh, that really boring guy who sings that Riptide song. They were the the people that I got to see. So, um, but then I when I went to the NRL Grand Final the next day, the big acts there was uh, Keith Urban. Uh, and uh, Richie Samboro, the uh, former guitarist of Bon Jovi. So that was kind of my two oh. people that I got to see at the NRL. They've got Imagine Dragons at the NRL Grand Final this year. So oh, I can't stand Imagine Dragons. Don't want to imagine any dragons or anything like that. No. no. It's so boring. I just can't stand it. Sounds like, like a chalkboard. Quick, quick fire questions for you back onto F1. Um, yes, Bottas please. at Mercedes, are you glad he's staying or would have you preferred uh, Ocon there? Oh, I would have loved to have seen Ocon. Ocon, Ocon is one of those characters. I don't think many of the other drivers like him, and he is a he is a really um, rough and tumble customer. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, if he was an AFL player, you know which team he'd play for? Hawthorne. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually like Ocon. I reckon he's good. Look, I I I don't have an opinion on Ocon. I just I don't get this love for the man about oh he should deserve a seat. Like I just I just don't. Think like if that was Max Verstappen who got sidelined, yeah, okay, I would understand it. You know, if if it was somebody like that, Charles Leclerc got sidelined, I'd understand it. I just don't see what people see about Ocon. I don't think he did anything that spectacular to warrant this kind of reputation that presents him. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. No, I think I reckon he's the goods. I see a bit of Kubica in him. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I think I think the guys I think the guys going to be good, um, but no, I I can I understand where your doubts come from because he hasn't really proven anything super duper yet. Yeah. Though we did go up against Perez, and oh, would you say beat Perez? I think you could probably say beat Perez. Just edged him maybe, just which is pretty good effort. Yeah, I mean they had a pretty decent car in their run in that time of things, but um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's just... I, I don't think he had warranted a, a Mercedes drive straight away. I think kind of getting him in a Renault is probably a good idea. Let's see how he goes. I mean, you know, you, you look at someone like Signs, who, um, you know, I think kind of was on par with Verstappen, and then all of a sudden he got shunted around a little bit, got a bit of experience at Renault. He's doing well at McLaren, so it's working out for him. So, I look, I... I, I again, I don't dislike the guy. I'm not saying he's crap. I just, I just don't think he's as good as everyone says he is I'd like to be proven wrong I mean look what happened with Gasly this year you know it kind of everyone was touting him as this that and everything else and he's kind of failed miserably so um, you know we'll see how that goes actually. ah yes G- Gasly I saw some issues um, if you recall Ben before the season started I said uh, I was worried about Gasly I was worried about him going up against Verstappen mm-hmm. and I had a feeling this might happen mm. um, and uh, so it proved to be yeah because I think, yeah, I didn't think Gasly was that good. I, I was surprised um, that people were talking him up so much and um, um, g- giving him as much kudos as they did for beating Hartley. Because hmm. I, I don't think, I don't think, I think that was a bit inflated that victory over Hartley. I think Hartley Hartley wasn't great, but I think he was okay. I think it was a lot closer to Gasly than people thought. I'd agree he with that. He just had a lot of bad luck. 
He had he a lot of luster, but he had a lot of luster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree with you. Hartley wasn't lighting the world on fire, but I don't think he was actually as terrible as people say he was because, uh, yeah, he had some he had some absolutely rotter luck last year, did Brendan Hartley. But, um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm i glad to see him wearing some Ferrari colours. He's about to join Formula E, isn't he? So, um, you know, I, I, I did like it when Ooh. he when he officially got the flick. Uh, there was a, a newspaper over here that basically all but said that Formula One was rubbish and that people shouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> basically because oh. of Hartley getting the flick. It was like, oh, this is just because it's coming from a rubbish sport that's dumb. <laughs> and it's oh. like, calm down. Um, and Hulkenberg, where, where's he going? Uh, I mean, Haas is the obvious option, but uh, I, I'm still Ooh. crossing those fingers for a Red Bull drive. Oh, yeah. Interesting, Ben. Yeah. I, th- I think... I think Albon's off to a good start. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon they're gonna. I'm gonna. I reckon they're gonna keep him. Only two races in though, so you have to wait and see. But I reckon he's shown enough already. You know, what has he got? A fifth and a sixth. Yeah, a fifth and a sixth. Um, and he he inherited was it Belgium six like because what two cars retired in the last lap basically. But um, yeah, I mean he, he. I thought Italy like he kind of was a bit loose around the edges, but he he recovered well. Um, to kind of to get what he did, but then again, he also did get beaten by two Renaults, and and Verstappen, who was last on the grid, and then you know had to pit and make a pit stop, was only two spots behind him. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Though, yeah, and no, I think he's made a good start. And generally, he's been about within about two tenths of Verstappen, mm-hmm. which I think is a pretty good effort. And I reckon if he keeps that up, I reckon that'll be enough for Red Bull, because I mean Verstappen's so good. Anyway, like yeah, he'll beat Albon no matter what. And I think Albon being within two tenths of him, I think will be enough to keep him honest and enough to score points, good points, mm. better than Gasly. Oh, well, it's like yeah, Coulthard situation. True. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I see that. I look. I'd love to see Hulkenberg in that Red Bull, but I, yeah, I don't really disagree with what you're saying. I think that it's probably going to be the case. I mean. If it's not Hulkenberg, uh, I, I would also wouldn't mind seeing Kibiat back in that car because, um, you know, I think kind of... I understand why they put Albon in that car because, um, you know, they know Kibiat, but I think Kibiat's had a fantastic season. I really do. And that, that that's the story of this season, I think, that a lot of people aren't really focusing on too much is, you know, these sort of gone away from this sport after really kind of being pushed out completely and here he is just just coming back. I mean, remember remember Grosjean sort of when he went away and then kind of when he came back he was getting race banned and kind of just not doing well. But there was a period there with Romain Grosjean for maybe a season or two where he was really actually driving really well and, um, you know, getting very underrated with his performances. He's obviously faded away a little bit now, sadly, Grosjean, but... Um, it's kind of what I'm seeing Kvyat. I, I I've always liked Kvyat. I always thought it was unfair of how he was treated in that period. But uh, you know, I'm glad he's coming on strong at the moment. You like your little Russians, don't I you? I do. I like my. I mean, Sorotkin was. You know, maybe he's the only one I haven't really had too much of a thought process on. But yeah, my man Petrov, my man Kvyat. Like I, I do like the Ruskies. You do like your little Russians, yeah. Shame it didn't extend to the the, the Polish. With their driver. <laughs> I just, just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for the guy this year. Don't get me wrong, but I'm also extremely thrilled that he came back. You know, that's a, a fantastic story. Like, they talked about Tiger Woods winning the Masters this year as one of the greatest sports comeback of all time. It was a great comeback. Don't get me wrong, but 
at the end of the day, guy loses his career because he cheated on his wife a few times versus guy who nearly lost his hand and had to fight tooth and nail to even drive a car properly and finally gets into the toughest motorsport in the world. I think I take Robert Kubica's comeback story more so than Tiger Woods's. Tiger. People keep... This tiger thing keeps coming up, doesn't it? Tigers. Tiger. Bloody tigers. Um, I mean, this this season's all but done and dusted. We know that. Um, next year, because, I mean, we're kind of in this lull phase, aren't we? I think kind of nothing's really going to change mm. next year until 2021. So... Um, what's the hope for next year then? Uh, is Leclerc going to be Ferrari's main man? Uh, is, is Vettel purely in a Barrichello role now? Is, is Vettel going to retire? Think of greener pastures. Uh, what, what's going to happen? I don't know. Fascinating with Vettel. I reckon, I reckon he'll stay there because he's contracted and Ferrari won't let him go. And it sounds like they've met all their performance, um, clauses that they had to. But, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, Vettel's got to be looking around. Would he want to go back to Red Bull? I think it'd be nice if he went back and finished his career with Red Bull. Mm. But then he has to go up with against Verstappen. Mm. I reckon Verstappen's the best driver on the grid. I reckon he's better than Hamilton. I reckon he's better than Leclerc. Mm. So uh, I, I can imagine that he want, wouldn't want to go there. Would he want to go to... Um, Maybe he does another year at Ferrari and see if he gets in at Mercedes. Or maybe just does one with, with Ferrari and then goes. Look, I, I can imagine him doing that. I mean, look, I've honestly always been a, a firm believer that Hamilton will finish his career at Ferrari. So I would almost see a swap between the two. Maybe put Vettel and Ocon in a Mercedes. Um, but the only issue there you see has Vettel's uh, reputation diminished if he keeps going on this way? You know what I mean? Like, uh, would we... yeah. <sighs> look, I, it's hard for me to say that because I do think Vettel gets uh, treated very unfairly uh, in terms of how, yeah, he's made mistakes. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that he hasn't made mistakes, but you know, people are almost just claiming that he's just completely lost it and just absolutely, you know, done for, but you know, he's, he's still, He's only a few points behind Leclerc, and the guys won two Grand Prix. And you know, Leclerc's had a couple of bad misfortunes this season. Don't get me wrong, but Vettel's still consistent. Um, you know, Vettel Vettel can still on his day do extremely well. Should have won in Canada. Um, and uh, you know, I think, yeah, I, I I do I believe what you said before. I think Vettel will win at least one Grand Prix this year, and I, I see a Vettel redemption story. I see Vettel all of a sudden you know, uh, coming back strong and silencing these doubters. Because I, I do think Vettel gets a lot of harsh criticism. Um, and, you know, people all of a sudden, oh, when he won his championships, you know, he just he had the most dominant car. He did this, he did that. And this is a guy, again, who won in a, a car that was a Minardi two years previously. So um, you can never take away yeah. from that. Yes, yeah, never ride off a champion. So I think, I think yeah, I, I, I think he'll, he'll, he'll win more. More races yet, yep. yet, yeah. But yeah, be interesting to see if he looks, if he if he goes and retires, or whether he looks outside the big three. Maybe Renault, don't know. Maybe. McLaren, maybe. Yeah. Never know. Possibly. Never know. Final we'll see. final question. Um, I know you're you're sort of said to you the greatest driver of all time is Michael Schumacher. Uh, a lot of that comes down mm-hmm. to uh, records and things like that. Um, it, greatest F1 driver. Greatest F1 driver, sorry. Should Lewis Hamilton... <laughs> uh, it's not even really a should. It's going to be when Lewis Hamilton starts breaking these records because he's only he's within 10 of the, the win count. 
you know, wins his sixth championship this year, could equal seven next year. Two years' time, if we're looking at an eight-time world champion who has won 112 Grand Prix, do you put Lewis Hamilton as a greater F1 driver than Michael Schumacher? I don't think I would. No, no, I don't, I don't think I would. Because I think Hamilton got beaten by Rosberg. That's always going to... That, that, that's always... Though I think I think his team allowed a, allowed a fairer fight than Ferrari did back in the day. But I think... I think Schumacher was. I don't think Hamilton's ever been really you know, head and shoulders above the rest. I think. I think. I think Schumacher was for a period. So I'd, I'd put Schumacher higher, regardless of whether Hamilton equals these records. Mm. I'd, I'd have him. I'd have him higher. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's look. I'm obviously going to be extremely biased in this conversation, no matter what. But I, I think it, it's it's also tricky with Hamilton because. There are so many things I think you can put against Hamilton's period of dominance um, that kind of factor against that, you know, because I think if you analyse the stats, I don't think anyone's had a, a period of dominance as much as Mercedes and, and Hamilton has had, even the Ferrari era. That I've seen a lot of these stats comparing sort of Ferrari era, Red Bull era, Mercedes era, and the Mercedes one just comes out on top. Like, I think kind of that's, you know, and... Yeah, we've had sort of one major regulation change in, what, 2017 when things got changed around a little bit. But this has sort of been the dominant, the, you know, the, the turbo era has been controlled by that engine. And what's really changed with the engine since 2014? That's kind of what's controlled this era, which kind of has kept them on top for, you know, six years, six seasons now. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Plus, there's more Grand Prix now. Oh, so, God, yeah. You know, it's going to be, what, 23 yeah, next year, 22 next year? Yeah, so if Schumacher had had an extra, you know, five, six, seven races per year, you know, he'd have won three or four of those each year. So, you know, and that's probably another 20 Grand Prix wins you could tack on, you know, 110. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. Yeah. This, I actually was working out that um, uh, this decade basically will have only seen three world champions um, because, I mean, even Rosberg, you know, lucking in to win that at the end of the day. Not lucking in, that's a bit unfair. But Rosberg winning that championship... You know, I don't think we've ever had a decade of Formula One where we've had that little number of world champions in a single decade. So, you know, we've yeah, no, we haven't. Two, no, two. That's a worrying thing. Yeah, and and another another interesting thing. I'm wanting to write an article on this one actually, and I'm sure you'd be very fascinated by this. Is um, I, I wanted to compare Vettel's time at Ferrari with Alonso's time at Ferrari because they've both had five seasons now, both you know either side of this decade for five years. And sort of everybody talks up Alonso's time at Ferrari and kind of people sort of talk about now Vettel's. I've compared some of the stats and it's actually interesting that Vettel actually has had a bit more success at Ferrari than Alonso had. I thought it was definitely not going to be that way because obviously Alonso came close very, to two mm. championships in his time. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting something together there because, I mean, right now, how would you, both both drivers, both their periods at Ferrari, like, you know, who, who do you think had the better run of it? Well, without having a look at the stats, I think I think it's remarkably even. Mm. You know, I think I think Vettel, yeah, has basically just repeated what Alonso did. It's been there about the same length of time now, had about the same level of success. Though so you're saying it's a, a bit more. Vettel's won more races, has he? It's very, he's won a few more. Like I don't have it on me, but um, it's actually it's it is very close. It's very even. But I think pretty much in all the stats, Vettel does come out on top. I think from memory, after Singapore, uh, well, at Singapore, that will equal the amount of races that Alonso had 
at Ferrari. So basically, uh, if you were to do comparative stats of both their time at Ferrari, I, Vettel's had got like a couple more wins, a couple more poles. Um, I think Alonso had a lot more retirements as well, though. So I think their car was a little bit more unreliable in the early 2000s. Mm. I mean, obviously, 2012, they had, a, they had a rubbish car and somehow Alonso managed to, you know, bring that within a few points of a championship. But, um, yeah, no, it's 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 fascinating. I think it's a, it's a very interesting comparative look at the two. Yeah, interesting stuff, Ben. Um, yeah, interesting times mm. in... Um, with Ferrari, I'm, I'm very much enjoying watching Vettel and Leclerc, and yeah, see, I can't wait to see what happens there. Are you a Leclerc fan? With a, with I know you don't like Ferrari, but do you like Leclerc? Uh, yeah, yeah he seems like a nice enough bloke. Mm-hmm. Be nice if he had a bit more personality. <laughs> you like your personality, yeah. don't you? <laughs> I do like my personalities, don't I? Mm. Though I, I can be a bit picky too, because I don't like Raikkonen that much. <laughs> Poor yeah. Kimmy. I try not to be too hard on Hamilton because he's, he's a bit out there. Yeah. I try not to be too hard on him. Ricardo, I like. Um, yeah, I, I can appreciate Magnussen because he's, he's, you know, he shows a bit of ticker. Yep. I don't particularly like him, but I'm not too hard on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about, what about no, Norris? I, like my- I think you're a bit of a Norris fanboy, aren't you? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I'm a Norris fan. I like Albon because he's like, he just doesn't seem like an F1 driver, yeah. you know what I mean? He's a bit geeky. He's a bit sort he's of like, awkward. He's a bit geeky and he's like, you know, he's the sort of guy you'd want your sister to marry, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? He's like that. He doesn't seem like an F1 driver. Yeah. What What about my man Stroll? What, what's your take on little little Strolly? Um, I was hoping, I was, I, was, I was a bit more hopeful that he was going to be a bit more Villeneuve-like. Mm. Yeah, but he's, I can't look, I can't look past the um, the perception yet that he's just a spoiled brat. <laughs> I think he's a bit of a spoiled brat. Which is worrying yeah. for our well, uh, next Canadian, Latifi, because uh, he's also comes from a bit of money too. So this trend of Canadians getting into the sport kind of based on the fact that they're rich daddies is, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah. maybe it's a very Canadian Formula One thing. I'm not saying Villeneuve got in because of his rich daddy, but, I mean, you know, he got in a lot. Talented driver, Jacques Villeneuve, won a world championship, don't get me wrong, but, you know, the Villeneuve name obviously probably helped him a little bit in getting into the sport. So uh, the father connection well, and the Canadians... That's right, but he delivered, didn't he? He did. Indy 500, IndyCar Championship, F1 World Championship. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It is, very much so. Sam, always a pleasure. Uh, enjoy Singapore next week. I want to see a lot of photos. I'm uh, very much looking forward to seeing it and being jealous, uh, seeing you at that Grand Prix. But please, I can't please don't run on the track this year. Just please don't do that. No, uh, I won't. I won't. If you see someone on in a in a in a green plane, you want to ask me. It's time to close it up. You, you know, here's a fun fact for you. Today, the day we're recording this and the day we're releasing this, the fifteenth of September, two thousand and nineteen. It is officially nineteen years since the opening ceremony of the Sydney two thousand Olympic Games. I remember it vividly. That was a big day for Australia. I, I mean, I'm sure. Vancouver 2010, that was a big day, wasn't it, for your country, and particularly your neck of the woods. You were very close there, so that was a big deal, but uh, that was a very big day for Australia on that day. What were you doing uh, 19 years ago? I have no idea. I was probably at school. Wait, was it a you weekend? You would have been four. It was a Friday oh. night. 
I would have been sleeping. You would, <laughs> you would have been not waking up going, wee, wee, no. Uh, she's got a scratch on her nose right now because our cat apparently is a demon cat and just likes to walk all over our faces. So you've got a scratch on your eye, you've got a scratch on your face. It's gonna... Okay, the scratch on my eye is partially your fault, though. How is that my like, fault? Like, mostly your fault. How you is that my scared fault? him. So? And then he went, this is a cat and fell off. That gets scared at the sight of a shadow at the door. So, like, I mean, that's that's barely my fault. I mean, he's he's literally jumping down behind us now because he's like, oh, I'm being talked about. So, um, can we just mention the fact that we come home and he's like stuck in the shower because he <laughs> jumps up on the thing and he falls in the shower. <laughs> but he doesn't mew anymore when he falls in the shower. He just sits there and waits for us to come. <laughs> Because he knows he's a bit of a dumb bum and he just kind of, you know, gets it. And poor this is little the, guy. The poor thing that basically as soon as there's uh, somebody at the door, he hides under the bed. We got insulation installed the other day. You've got a piece of fluff on your face and it's really annoying me. Um, and he just hid under the bed all day. For like five hours. I guess you'd like to hide under the bed all day. and Heck yeah, not go to work. Not go to work and... Do all that sort of stuff. All right, wrap our wrap our listeners up. Tell them what they can do. Keep sucking those. No, the, no. Like like the page. Oh, and... like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Don't have Instagram. Oh, don't have Instagram. <laughs> um, Just get it to you. We don't have Instagram. Follow we the Oz Network on Instagram. Um, subscribe to us on all the relevant channels and listen to the Ben and Mal Variety Hour Wednesday nights at eight PM. So you can also hear Mallory not caring and not wanting to do it. What, pretty accurate. What, oh, what? I got a new phone today, guys. Pretty exciting. Actually, haven't. Well, I'll get the new phone tell us tomorrow, about your new hopefully. Phone. I'm very excited. It's going to be better than my current phone. So everybody's out there getting, like, the iPhone 11 and the Samsung Galaxy 10. <laughs> She's getting, like, the <laughs> Samsung R2-D2 or whatever it's A30, called. 40, 70? Uh, <laughs> a, I think it's 30. Hey, that's it's, it's a very, like, it's, it's a Canadian phone. It's the A. <laughs> oh, I got a um, Samsung A30. There's, like, the newest one is, like, the A90, and I got, like, the 30. A90, eh? poor. A, A90, A90. Do you think that confuses people? Like, if you go into, uh, I don't know, Rogers in Canada, you're like, oh, I'd like to get the new Samsung, eh? You're like, oh, yeah, okay, which one would you want? It's like, no, I want to get a Samsung, eh? Yeah, but do you want the A30, the A40, the A20? No, I just want to get a Samsung, eh? (laughs) Like... No? No, I don't think so. You don't think that confuses them? No. That's why they should call them bees, because, like, Samsung don't think about Canadians, do they? I'd like to get a Samsung BA. Oh, a BA. Do you have a Bachelor of Arts, do you? Oh, no, I just want to get the Samsung BA. Yeah, the BA. No, the BA, eh? A, B, B. A, B. Does that, like, confuse you when you do your alphabet in Canada? Like, A, B, C, D, A. You're like, what? you still got the flop on your cheek. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, now you can close off the... <laughs> Keep sucking those oranges, Hope or Cargill, and good night.